All right. On tonight, we want to continue with the thought, amen, that we started the messengers. We are the messengers of Christ. Amen. In John, in John, the fourth chapter, in the 31st through the 38th verse, Jesus speaks of a harvest that the natural eye cannot see. Amen. And certainly, uh, Paul was talking about of the times and of the seasons. You have no need that I write unto you, brethren. Amen. And each and every one of us that are seen with our spiritual eye, we ought to know and understand the times. Amen. Uh, it is time for the church to get right. It is time for the church to share with others because the Lord is soon to come. My God, when we see what's happening, uh, the things that happened to um, uh, Nancy Pelosi's uh, husband, uh, Paul Pelosi, amen, certainly uh, we're living in evil times, evil times, perilous times, amen. And if you're looking for things to get better, they're going to continually get worse. Amen. Uh, we see the uh, politicians are demonizing one another. Amen. Not much truth is being shared at all. Amen. But these are the times in which we live. We're living in a divided, uh, more violent, hateful, evil world than we've ever experienced. Amen. And it is time for the church Amen. To get ready to get out of here. And listen, he said, until this gospel be preached unto the world, come on somebody, and then the end is going to come. Amen. Matthew 24, the Olivet Discourse, this gospel must be preached. It must be spread. Amen. And how is he going to do that? He's going to use both you and I. Amen. So, we are the messengers, the messengers of Christ. And let me just impress upon your hearts. Uh, this is just going to be a uh, quick recap, amen, of the messengers of Christ. Amen. Uh, if you have not gotten part one, go back, get part one, because this is part two. We are building upon uh, some things that we have already said. Amen. But I want to remind you in John 4, Jesus talking about a harvest, a, natural, a harvest that the natural eye cannot see. John 4, 31 through 38, when the disciples had gone, amen, to get victuals or food uh, for uh, Jesus, they were tired in their journey and they were to go to get refreshments. Amen. But Jesus started something in motion that they had no clue what was happening. All right. Let's look at this. Uh, it says, in the meanwhile, his disciples uh, prayed him saying, Master, eat. They had went to uh, the town to get things to eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. I'm talking about something different. I, I'm in a totally different realm now. All right. Therefore said the disciples one to another, have any man brought him aught to eat? Jesus said unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that have sent me and to finish his work. 
My God, my father worketh hitherto, and I work. Come on, somebody. Jesus, as the father in creation, had done all that he could do up until a point, but then he needed a body that could die and shed blood. My God. Somebody said, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So my father worketh hitherto, and I work. And Jesus saying, uh, my meat is to do the will of him that have sent me and to finish his work. Say not ye that there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look into the fields. Saints, open up your eyes and see what's happening, what's going on. I'm not talking about with your natural eye. You're not going to see this with your spiritual eye. Come on, somebody. We ought to have an urgency of now. The Lord is soon to come. My God, my God, and he's come that uh, we might have life, not just any old life, but abundant life. People are suffering. Uh, people uh, have succumbed to all kinds of depression, oppression, demonic worship. Come on, somebody. Uh, looking to idols, looking to one another, looking to man, looking to Lansing, looking to Washington. Come on, somebody. But the children say, I'll look into the hills. My God, all of our help comes from the Lord. Open up your eyes and see what we and the rest of the world is facing. Can you imagine facing what we're facing now and not having Jesus? Not having a blessed assurance that we have eternal life after this life is over? Songwriter said, just a few more weary days. My God, and then I will fly away. We have a hope that goes beyond what we see. Open up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. There are souls that need to be saved. My God, this is after... Uh, Jesus talking with the woman at the well, my God. And he said, if you know it, if you knew who it was that asked you for water, you would have asked me. My God, he said, if you drink this water, you will thirst again. But I got water. If you drink it, you will never, my God, thirst again. And she ran back to the city. Now, look, the disciples went and they didn't bring back nobody. Obviously didn't say nothing about the man that was at the well. My God. But this woman, after she had an encounter with Jesus, she ran back to the city and brought the multitude. This is the harvest. Uh, Jesus has set in motion that when his disciples came back and didn't bring nobody, they didn't know what he had already put in motion. Come on, somebody. The harvest is truly plenteous, but what? The laborers, we need laborers. We need individuals that have a hankering for souls, all right? Look upon the fields, for they are white already to harvest, amen? And that's what we ought to be looking at. 
It is time for the world to get saved. Amen. It is time for the Lord to come. Amen. And certainly there ought to be an urgency in what we do. Amen. And insisting others into the kingdom of God. It's ready to rain. Come on, somebody. In the time of Noah, they said, well, it never has rained. But the the cry went out anyway. Come on, somebody. And each and every one of us, some of them will say, well, you know, the Lord ain't never come back. My grandma was talking about the coming of the Lord. Well, grandma's not here anymore. So the Lord have come for her and he may come for you. Come on, somebody. My God, in any case, we must be ready to meet our maker, whether he come for you or he comes for the church. Amen. Look on the fields for they are white, all ready to harvest. And look at this. And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal. My God, anybody want to get paid? Anybody want to be rewarded? Come on, somebody. Who's on the Lord's side? He that is not with me is against me. He that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Look what it says again. And he that reapeth receiveth wages. Come on, somebody. My God, there is no better deal than you can get than working, putting your hand to the gospel plow without looking back. Come on, somebody. My God, I'm going to bless you in this life 100-fold and eternal life in the life in which to come. Amen. And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. My God. They say heaven rejoice when just one sinner, one sinner repents and turns back to God. Amen. And herein is that saying true, one soweth and another reapeth. I sent you to reap that uh, whereupon ye bestowed no labor, other men labored and you, ye have entered into their laborers, labors. Come on, somebody. My God, he had set something in motion because this woman was going back to the city. Amen. They just came back with food. Amen. But she's coming back with the multitude. Amen. And he's impressing upon the hearts of his disciples to look upon the fields. And and don't say it's going to be four months. It'll be harvest time. Harvest is already in full bloom. There's always a good time, my God, to share this great gospel news. Amen. We're still built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets and Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. In other words, they started the work. Amen. We're still upon that same foundation. Come on, somebody. And we must work while it is day for when the nighttime cometh. No man. Jesus said, I must work the works of him that have sent me while it is day. The nighttime cometh when no man can work. My God, each and every one of us. There ought to be an urgency. There ought to be an urgency concerning souls. We are the messengers of Christ. Amen. 
If you would turn with me to Matthew 13, the gospel according to Matthew 13, we want 10 uh, through 15. Amen. We're going to read what thus says the Lord. Amen. All right. They asked the question, why does he speak to the people in parables? And I think that answer is uh, something that uh, we ought to take into consideration today. All right, Matthew 13th chapter. We're going to begin reading at verse 10 and we're going to go down through uh, verse 15. All right. And the disciples came and said unto him, why speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Come on, somebody. For whosoever hath to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not from him shall be taken away, even that he hath. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seen, see not, and hearing, they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing you shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see, and shall not perceive. For these people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing. And their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. My God. Then he goes on into verse 16. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. My God. Each and every one of us, because it is given unto us to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. We're blessed. My God, everybody don't know who Jesus is. Everybody don't have the revelation. My God, Jesus is the father. Jesus is the son. Jesus is the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. He's father in creation. My God, he's the son in redemption. He's the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of us. And all of these three, having that revelation, all of these three are one. We're blessed. My God, nobody else is carrying this message. Nobody else have the revelation of who Jesus is. Everybody don't know who Jesus is. We're blessed. Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said unto them, verse 11 again, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. My God, each and every one of us, we have been entrusted Amen. With this message, everybody don't have it. And I thank God. Amen. Uh, we have found him. Is that what the scripture says? Come and see. Look at 1 Corinthians 4 
verses 1 and 2, 1 Corinthians 4, verses 1 and 2. He said, let a man so account of us as the ministers of Christ and stewards of what? My God, it is given unto us. We are stewards of the mysteries of God. Amen. What is verse two says? And moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be what? Found faithful. My God, Galatians said you did run well, but who hath hindered you that you should not obey the truth? Amen. Many times we start out well. Amen. We're hot. Amen. We remember when we first got saved, we told everybody about Jesus. We were excited. We were exuberant. But somewhere along the way, we cooled off and now we don't hardly tell anybody. Amen. The woman at the well went back to the city and brought the multitude back. They said, now we believe. Come on, somebody. My God. Not because of what you say. Your testimony, God, is out here. But now we believe because we have heard him for ourselves. Everybody needs an encounter with this man named Jesus. Come on, somebody. Amen. And we are the stewards of the mystery. Come on, somebody. My God. Uh, Pastor, what do you talk? When you talk about a mystery, what do you mean a mystery? Amen. Uh, I'm thinking of that scripture. Uh, that's found in 2 Corinthians 4 and 8 says, we are troubled on every side. Come on, somebody, yet not distressed. Is that a a mystery? My God. We are perplexed, but we're not in despair. My God, is that a mystery? Uh, We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We're cast down, but not destroyed. Though this outward man perish, my God, the inward man is being renewed. How often? My God, day by day. Give me this day my daily bread. And when my heart is overwhelmed, take me to the rock. Come on, somebody. That's a mystery. My God, God can keep you in the day and time in which we live, when everything else, my God, the devil has thrown everything at you and the kitchen sink, come on somebody. My God, it's a mystery that you can keep on praising. Somebody said, I can bless the Lord, how and when? At all times, come on somebody. My God and his praise shall continually be, that. that's a mystery, come on somebody. When you're being laid off with everybody else and you still know that you got a Jehovah Jireh and you can still praise God because you're looking to him for your ever need. My God, you never did bow down to Jehovah job. My God, but you always look to your Jehovah Jireh and he can bless you and provide for you. Keep a roof over your head, clothes on your back food in your mouth, and job don't have to have nothing to do with it. My God, that's the mystery. We are the stewards of the mystery of God. My God, each and every one of us, saints of God, he has entrusted us 
And if they don't hear it at your mouth, with your voice, come on somebody. Paul said, if this gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. I put my spin on that scripture, uh, said, if the gospel be hid in us, come on somebody, my God, if you don't tell it, they won't hear it. If we don't live it, they won't see it. My God, if you don't hold up the bloodstained banner, my God, what an awesome responsibility each and every one of us have. Amen. And there ought to be an urgency, an urgency of now. Everything is in place. My God, this world is in turmoil. How much more do it has to happen? My God, what else has to transpire before we catch on fire, before we realize? My God, the late hour, the late time in which we live. This world is in trouble. My God. All right, Matthew 12 and 30. I want you to read this. I want you to read this with me. 12 and 30. He that is not with me is against me. And he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. My God. He that is not with me. You know, people, they have some strange sayings. You know, when you say, well, you know, the church is fasting. You know, people say, well, oh, well that's the church. Well, the church is in revival. Are you going? No, you know, that's the church. Well, the church is involved in this. You know, well, you know, well, that, that's the church. I didn't, I didn't get in. I don't get into that. I didn't participate. Jesus said, he that is not with me is against me. He that gathereth not with me. You know, one day God is coming for his church. Remember somebody? Somebody might run to you and say, well, the church just got raptured. And you say, uh, oh, yeah, well, that's what did you say? Oh, that's the church. You never was a part. My God, he that is not with me is against me. He that gathereth not with me scattereth. I don't want to be a one. That's scattering and it's that that's not savoring the things that be of God. Come on, somebody. My God, I want to savor the things that be of God. Amen. Lord, work in me both the will and the do of your good pleasure. If it's important to him, I want it to be important to me. Come on, somebody. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, let them be acceptable where? In thy sight. My God. Look at verse 33. Either make the tree good and his fruit is good or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. My God. Each and every one of us 
We ought to be busy about the Father's business. Amen. Our hands, we should not be standing idle in the marketplace. He went out the third hour, the sixth hour, the ninth hour, and look at his mercy. He went out the 11th hour. He could have just let the time slip by. And I believe that we're in the 11th hour. He went out the 11th hour and said, why are you standing idle here in the marketplace? Well, no man hath hired us. He said, go into the vineyard and work. And whatever's right, I'm going to pay. Come on, somebody. My God. We're all going to get a penny. That's a day's wage. Come on, somebody. My God, they began to argue with the good man of the house. We that have been here, I don't care if you've been saved 50 years, you've been saved 30 years, you've been saved 20 years. Amen. You've been saved 20 minutes. We're all going to get a penny. He said, well, we have borne the uh, the heat of the day. We've done a whole lot of work. He said, listen, don't get mad with me. Didn't I agree with you for a penny? My God, if that's all it's going to take to get into heaven, that's all you need is a penny because that's what the reward is to be to live forever with the Lord in the air. Amen. Oh, I want to see him. I want to look upon his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace. Amen. Each and every one of us, we're working while it is day. Amen. Because the nighttime is coming. Amen. When uh, the church dispensation, the church day is going to be over. Things are wrapping up uh, real fast. Amen. Amen. And when we see this day here, the time in which we live, the death, the destruction, the mayhem, the murder, my God, uh, it lets us know uh, we can't continue on the trajectory that this world is going. Amen. And the Lord said, unless I shorten the days, the very elect would not be saved. Come on, somebody. It'll get so bad that we'll throw up our hands and quit and say there can't be no God that will let us go through this. Come on, somebody. But I thank God. Amen. I thank God. Amen. God has a church. He's coming back for his church. He's always going to protect his bride. Amen. He's going to snatch us out of here. And take us out of harm's way. The Bible says, only he that letteth will let. My God, he's in control of everything. And he's giving us an opportunity to work out our soul salvation with fear and trembling. What are you afraid of? I'm not afraid of him. He's my friend. Come on, somebody. He called me friend. But what am I afraid of? I'm afraid that he will come and my work is yet undone. Come on, somebody. My God, let us go into the vineyard and work 
and whatever is right. My God, God is going to pay us. I heard Elder Oscar teaching last Sunday, talking about Philip that was sent down into the desert. My God, uh, everybody's not going to go to the desert, are they? Can he send you to the desert? There was, a, there was the Ethiopian eunuch there, a black man, a man from Ethiopia. My God, that needed to hear the word of God. And God told Philip, I want you to go down to the desert. My God. And without hesitation, what did Philip do? He arose and went down to the desert, my God, and began to speak and preach Jesus to that Ethiopian eunuch, amen, that black man, amen. Each and every one of us, wherever God send you, wherever there's a need, you ought to say, Lord, here am I, send me. All right, let's pick up where we left off. Um, we're going to Galatians 4. Paul was writing, talking to the saints, and they began to find fault with Paul, not because of his ministry. Come on, somebody. Uh, they began to find fault with physical, the physical condition of Paul. And what did that have to do with anything? Uh, just lets you know what happens when the devil gets into, uh, gets into things. People's minds uh, today are deceived. My God. Look what he says, Galatians 4. This is where we left off on last week, and hopefully we'll have time to finish this I do have quite a bit of scripture that I want to go through on tonight. And with God's grace, uh, we will make it through. Galatians 4, 14 and 15. My God. Paul said, and my temptation, which was in my flesh, you despise not. Uh, Paul had a, a weeping in his eyes. Uh, he asked the Lord to deliver him thrice. God said he was not going to deliver him. He said, in your weakness, am I going to be made strong? And Paul says, therefore, uh, rather, I will glory in my infirmities. Whatever I got to go through, whatever I have to suffer, I'd rather have this and Jesus, come on somebody, than to not have it and be without Jesus. Anybody hear that? Paul said, I'd rather have the affliction and Jesus than to be without the affliction and not have Jesus. All right. But somewhere along the way, the enemy got in and they began to uh, despise Paul because of this affliction. I'm going to start at 14 again. And my temptation, which was in my flesh, you despise not, nor reject it. But receive me as an angel of God, even as Christ Jesus. 
Verse 15 says, and where is that blessedness you spake of? For I bear you record that if it had been possible, you would have plucked out your own eyes and have given them to me. What happened? Um, let, let's, let's put this right where the rubber meets the road. People, they will come up with all kinds. When, when the devil gets into the message and get in the mix, people will be confused and start faulting the pastor. They'll start faulting. Now, I ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Uh, the church, the saints, the praise team, the choir. Now, listen. More people get shot up, stabbed, killed, raped in the club than in the church. I guarantee you that. More people get shot, killed, stabbed, raped, <laughs> misabused, my God, run over in the club than in the church. But they'll they'll find fault. Well, you know, I went to the church and they didn't they didn't treat me right. You know, people weren't acting right. Saints acting funny. Well, listen, look at all the stuff that's going on in the club, but you're clubbing. You haven't stopped going to the club. You're not stopped, you haven't stopped hanging out in the world. You, you see how the, the enemy can get in people's mind and they'll start conflating things that has nothing to do. Now, listen, Paul was caught up into the third heavens. He said, whether in the body, I cannot tell or out of the body, I cannot tell. He received revelation that only came from God or the only one that received it that way. As a matter of fact, you see, he went back to the apostles and lined up, amen, what he had received and what they had received, and uh, they were on the same page. So it had nothing to do with Paul's ministry, had nothing to do with his teaching, had nothing to do with the gospel in which he preached, but you see how the enemy can get in? And now, well, Paul, I don't like them eyes, those weeping eyes of yours. And Paul is saying, well, well where is that blessedness that you spoke of? Come on, somebody. My God, you received me as an angel of Christ. And you see what happens when the devil gets into, you know, gets into things and deceive people's minds. Now it has nothing to do with the ministry. It has something to do with Paul. Well, you know, the pastor, pastor ain't done nothing to you. Well, the church, you know, the saints, no, the deacons, no. I'm on somebody. My God had nothing to do with the ministry. It was their deceived mind. 
Prince. Now they're finding fault with anything. Come on, somebody. Now it becomes about, you know, something unrelated. My God. Isn't it amazing how God can give, you know, uh, revelation to uh, the pastor and people won't even won't even receive it? You know, since the pandemic, my God, God has given me so much revelation. Things that I hadn't even thought that I would even do. Uh, teaching, you know, the, the, the whole book of Revelation. Uh, scripture by scripture, verse by verse, book by book. Never had any of our bishops I know of taught that. My God. Uh, the seven feasts of Jehovah. I've never heard that preached by any of our bishops, never taught by any of our uh, pastors, Suffolk and bishops, bishops. Uh, Ezekiel 38, uh, talking right to this war in Ukraine, Putin, Gog, <laughs> that land above the Capsation Sea, Magog, which is Russia. Tell God this is my land. He's this is revelation that's going on right now. Come on, somebody. My God. And when we see what's happening, uh, if, I don't know if you read the news or paying attention. But um, Iran uh, is now joining in with Russia. Uh, they have uh, their experts right in the field and um, helping Russia uh, man, uh, uh, to uh, man those drones, uh, not manning them, but uh, remote controlling those drones that are going in and uh, destroying, amen, uh, sites in Kiev and around Ukraine. Uh, and when they have... Uh, their expertise right there on the battlefield. That's got uh, Iran right in the middle of this war. Uh, uh, what did Zechariah tell us? Where bearest thou the ephah? The land of Shina, the land of Babel. Amen. That at the end, come on somebody, my God, it's coming back. Isn't that what Zechariah tells us? Where is the land of Babel? Right there in Iran, Iraq. Babylon. Babylon is coming back. Where bearest thou the ephah? What are you going to do with it? To set it on its own base in the land of China, in Babylon. And at the time of the end, we covered this. We talked about this. Ukraine is 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 um, partitioning Israel. They want the Iron Dome defense system. Did not we study this? If Israel grants Ukraine this Iron Dome defense system, that puts Israel right in this war. 
My God, isn't it amazing how how God can give his word uh, to the church, teach, preach, talk, yet people won't even receive it. I'm tired of revelation. I don't want to hear revelation. I want something relevant. I want to operate in spiritual gifts. I took you to Revelation 13 to where this false church is going to rain down fire from heaven. There are going to be plenty spiritual uh, miracles, gifts, fire from heaven. They think they're worshiping God, but they're worshiping Satan. They're worshiping the beast and don't even know it. My God. And isn't it amazing how people, when their mind get confused, it's not about the word. Now it's about you. The devil get get in the details and minds get confused that they don't even listen, won't even take heed to what's being taught. Everyone, somebody, my God, take heed that no man deceive you. We're living in a time now where people will not endure sound doctrine, but God is giving revelation. My God, so much revelation, it, 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 it shocks me. But now it's not about the word. Now it's about you. Where is that blessedness? If it had been possible before the devil got in the details, you would have plucked out your own eyes. But now it's about my affliction. Come on, somebody. My God, that's happening right before our very eyes. God is speaking to one man. People nowadays, you know, they want to hear from God themselves. We went to Genesis and we read uh, in the chapter there. And God said to Moses and God spoke to Moses and God revealed to Moses and God talked to Moses. Come on, somebody. God is speaking to one man. Everybody now. Wasn't that the mistake of uh, uh, Miriam and, and Aaron? God only is speaking to you. We want to hear to God. We want to hear from God ourselves. Oh, they heard from him. They heard from him. God said, listen, you, you, and you, I want to see you in the tabernacle. If there be a prophet among you, I'll speak to him in visions and dreams. But my man Moses, I will speak to him face to face. Come on, somebody. My God. And smote Miriam with leprosy and put her out of the camp. And then who had to pray, uh, hindered the whole camp. Camp didn't move, didn't go nowhere until Moses prayed her back in. My God, God has a protocol. 
God has a way of doing things and you're not going to get around God's protocol. He said, I'll give you pastors after my own heart that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And, you know, baby saints will tell you, well, I wasn't I wasn't getting what I need and, and, and I wasn't being fed. How does the baby know? You You answer me that. How does the baby know? I, I've, you, <laughs> I raised three of them myself while I was assisting. We uh, all uh, made baby food for our babies. We didn't feed them Gerbers. We gave them uh, handmade. We got a, a blender and blended up peas and carrots and Pears and apples and all of that stuff. I'm on somebody, my God. And mom made sure uh, they got what they need. Never once, Jennifer Madison or Avery raising objection. Yeah, you know. You know, sometimes you, you know, you you got to mix those peas with some apples and and mix the peas with mix those carrots with some uh, with some peaches and, and sweeten it up and have on somebody. My God. But how does the baby know? And now, if you can understand the natural, you can understand the spiritual. Now we got babies. You know, going to tell you what they need <laughs> when God is speaking to one man. I will give you pastors that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Come on, somebody. My God, you don't know what you need. My God, I've never even thought myself even as a pastor. God revealed something to me that I, I got nerve enough to tell him that's not what the saints need. I'm on my knees. Lord, give me this day my daily bread. My God, I have to be sure I give to the saints what God is giving me. This is not my church. These are not my people. They belong. We all belong to God. Where is that blessedness? Come on, somebody. My God. All right, let's go to Ephesians. Let's go to Ephesians. God is revealing unto us what is soon to come to pass. And You know, a lot of people I talk to, especially ones that are in trouble. Are you uh, attending Bible class? Well, well, come on, somebody. God is saying, blessed are your eyes and blessed are your ears. But many have closed their eyes, shut their ears, and not even hearing what God is saying to the church. Look at Ephesians 4. Paul talks about the spiritual gifts that are given unto the church. Look what he says, Ephesians 4, 11 
12 and 13. Ephesians 4, 11, 12 and 13. And he gave some apostles and he gave some prophets and he gave some evangelists and he gave some pastors, uh, even teachers. Now, in that translation, uh, the King James Version, especially uh, that and should be interpreted even. It's not a five-fold ministry. It's a four-fold ministry. He gave some apostles. All right. Uh, we're going to have a little dialogue here because we don't have any apostles among us today. The apostles job, if you read Acts, the proper um, uh, title of that book is the Acts of the Apostles, how they went about to set up, to oversee, uh, and to finish the New Testament scripture. That was their job, the Acts of the Apostles, how they went about to set up, to oversee and finish the New Testament scripture. We are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets and Jesus Christ himself. What is the chief cornerstone? The apostles and the prophets, amen. Uh, they did their job. The apostles did their job. They finished the foundation. They oversaw the church. They wrote the New Testament scripture. They died and went on off the scene. And no other foundation can be laid other than that which is already laid. Amen. If you're not building on this same foundation, you, you're, you're in another church. Come on, somebody. You're in a false church. You're in a false doctrine. You're in a heresy. Come on, somebody. All right. And he gave some apostles and he gave some prophets. Now let's talk about prophets. All right. Um, uh, there's uh, prophets and then there's prophecy. All right. I want to explain this. All prophecy. Uh, now, I said the apostles, they wrote the New Testament scripture. So all of the scripture uh, that can be written has already been written. All of the prophecy, uh, the prophets uh, have been given. You understand that? All of the prophecy has already been written and it's in the Bible. Now, uh, prophesy means to reveal something that an individual don't know. Now, all the prophecy has been written, given. Now, if there's some other foundation, that means the, the foundation is not complete. Uh, the scripture has not been completed. And we're going to be held to something that we don't even know. It hasn't even been written. And if the foundation is not complete, my God, we're, we're in a, a terrible uh, situation. 
but the foundation has been completed. All the prophecy has been written. Now, uh, prophesy. And sometimes people get get prophecy and prophesy uh, confused. All the prophecy has been written. How can I prophesy something to you that has already been written? And I'm, I'm going to take you on a little bit of a journey. I'm, I want to explain this and I want to get it uh, clear. Um, uh, uh, a prophet is no more than a declarer of God's word. A prophet can tell you no more than what's already been written in God's word. All right. So how can I prophesy? Prophesy means to tell the unknown. All right. Let me explain this. Um. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. How can I magnify God who is the greatest thing that we know? How can I exalt a name that's already exalted greater than any other name we know? The only way that I can make God bigger, come on somebody, he has to become bigger to me. All right? I hope you all are following me. Uh, let's, let's take the, um, the disciples that were on the ship. Um, a, a way of magnifying God. They said, we saw him feed the 5,000 with the two fish and the five loaves of bread, but we didn't know he could speak to the wind and to the waves. So he's been magnified to them. He's been made bigger. Now, I can't make him any bigger than what he already is, but he has been made bigger to me. You understand what I'm saying? I can't exalt him. No more. He's the highest. There's no other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. I can't exalt his name any uh, higher or make it any loftier than what it is. But the only way I can magnify or make it greater is I know him in a greater knowledge and in a relationship or a greater revelation to me. I hope you get what I'm talking about. Amen. So magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Amen. So getting back to prophecy how can I reveal something that has already been written? The only way I can do that is reveal something to you that you don't already know.
It's already been prophesied. But I can prophesy. I can give prophecy to you. Come on, somebody. I can give prophecy to you. But it has to come from here. And the only way I can prophesy unto you is to give you some information that you haven't received that's already been written. Hopefully, um, you understand um, what I'm saying. And he gave some apostles and he gave some prophets that's only going to prophet, uh, prophesy what's already been written. And he gave some evangelists uh, that will go into foreign lands. Um, they say the prodigal son went into a far country. Uh, geographically, that doesn't have to be far. Uh, he was just far from what he had been taught. Now, he had been taught to reverence God and to honor God and to obey his, his father and, and to serve his father. Come on, somebody. My God. But what did he say? Uh, Dad, give me what I got going. And he went into a far country, not, not necessarily geographically a far place. He was far from what he had been taught. Some of us is in a far country. You know somebody. So the evangelists can go next door and find some people in a far country. Doesn't it can be a foreign country, but anybody that don't know God is fertile land to evangelize. And I'm not speaking against, you know, the individuals that go to foreign countries. I think that's great. Amen. But you can go right next door and go to fertile ground. This, the woman at the well just went back to the city. My God. And found individuals that wanted to know this man named Jesus. All right. So he gave some apostles and he gave some prophets and he gave some evangelists and he gave some pastors, even teachers. Pastors that can teach. That's the pastor's job is to teach the people. Come on, somebody. My God. Um, I'm not going to go to that scripture. A scripture came to my mind, Romans 10, 13 through 15. We'll get to it. But that came to my mind. All right. What did he do it for? For the perfecting of the saints? for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. My God, how can uh, a child of God become perfected without the ministry, without God-ordained ministry. Come on, somebody. See, now they're teaching people how to prophesy and how to become a prophet. That's not what the scripture says. And he gave some God-given, God-anointed, God-inspired 
individuals, ministries. My God, that is going to perfect the church. Mm. But now people are teaching themselves how to prophesy and operate in the uh, spiritual gifts. Whoo, my goodness. Promotion don't come from the East or from the West. Promotion only comes from God. It must be God given. God appointed, God anointed ministry. My God, that is going to perfect the saints. Amen. They can't call themselves. They must be called of God. I can't teach you to be an apostle. I can't teach you to be a prophet. I can't teach you to operate in spiritual gifts because spiritual gifts only come from God. That's just like me giving you the Holy Ghost. I can't give you the Holy Ghost. One can plant, another can water, but God is the only one that can give the increase. My God. It must be God-given, God-appointed, God-anointed ministry that perfects the church. Come on, somebody. My God. For the edifying of the body of Christ, that is the church, so the church can be built up spiritually and numerically. Come on, somebody. My God. It starts with the head, amen, and it flows through the body. My God, all of those, us that make up the body of Christ, and then it is revealed unto the world. My God. Let's go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah 14, this is a scripture I was just talking with somebody at my kitchen table. Jeremiah 14, God was punishing his people for being disobedient to his word. And he said something here that I think we need to take into consideration. They were suffering because of their disobedience. Look, Jeremiah cried out, Jeremiah uh, 14, and we're going to pick it up in verse 7, and we're going to read down to Jeremiah uh, 14. All right, Jeremiah 14, verse 7. Uh, Jeremiah cried out and said, O Lord, though our iniquities testify against us, do thou it for thy name's sake, for our black backsliding are many. 
we have sinned against thee. O hope of Israel, the Savior thereof in time of trouble, why shouldest thou be a stranger in the land? Lord, we need you. And as a wayfaring man that is turned aside to tarry for a night, why shouldest thou be as a man astonished as a mighty man that cannot save? Yet thou, O Lord, art in the midst of us, and we are called by thy name. Please don't leave us. My God, you see, we can't put this blame on nobody else. It's because of our wrongdoing. I'm on somebody, but God, you're still in our midst. Please, whatever you do, don't leave us. My God. Look at verse then, verse 10. Thus saith the Lord unto this, this people. Uh, thus have they loved to wonder, and they have not refrained their feet. That's people today. They just love, you know, they're, they're running here and they're running there, having refrained their feet. Come on, somebody won't sit down. I'm talking about even baby saints. Hear more from God than the pastor himself. They love to wonder. Come on, somebody can't sit down and be taught. They have not refrained their feet, therefore the Lord doth not accept them. He will now remember their iniquity and visit their sins. Look at verse 11. Then said the Lord unto me, pray not for this people for their good. Let me say that one more time. Verse 11, then said the Lord unto me, pray not for this people, these people for their good. Don't even pray for their good. Now, listen, uh, pastor, you hating on people now. Listen, this ain't my word. This is the word of God. Don't even pray for their good. We would talk about Hymenaeus and Philetus, but we're not going to go there. We want to keep on on track here. Don't even pray for their good. Look at verse 12. When they fast, I will not hear their cry. And when they offer burnt offering and obligation, I will not accept them, but I will consume them by the sword and by the famine and by the pestilence. Look at verse 13. Then said I, ah, Lord God, behold, the prophets say unto them, ye shall not see the sword, neither shall you have famine, but I will give you assured peace in this place. My God, here we got, go, verse 14. Then the Lord said unto me, the prophets prophesy lies. How do they do it? In my name. You know, people don't have no reverence for God anymore. They'll tell you what the Lord told me and the Lord said this. Now, somebody done taught them how to prophesy. And they're running off. Talking about the Lord said. 
Verse 14 again, then the Lord said unto me, the prophets prophesy lies in my name. I sent them not, neither have I commanded them, neither spake unto them. They prophesy unto you a false vision and divination and a thing of naught, and the deceit is of their own heart. I put that word own in there. They're just telling God's people what they want them to hear. And in verse uh, 15, since this is a fact, therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the prophets that prophesy in my name, I sent them not. Yet they say sword and famine shall not be in this land. By sword and famine shall those prophets be consumed. Listen, how can the saints be perfected unless it's God-given, God-appointed, God-anointed ministry? And he gave some. You can't appoint yourself. And, you know, I would be afraid. I, I would be just, uh, my God, terrified to be responsible for misleading uh, one of God's precious souls. Yet people, they have no fear. They have no regard for the, the house of God, the people of God. Hmm. And God said, listen, don't even pray for their good. I'll deal with them. I'll deal with them when the time is right. All right, Luke 7. 27 and 28, we are important in the body of Christ. Saints. Luke 7, 27 through 28. This is he of whom it is written, behold, I will send who? My messenger before thy face, which shall prepare the way before thee. For I say unto you, among those that are born of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist, but he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. My God, each and every one of us that God has given this ministry to. Come on, somebody. Now, uh, John the Baptist was the forerunner for Christ. Repent ye, for the kingdom of God is at hand. What was he preparing? He was preparing the hearts of men. My God. Uh, just like the secret service that will prepare uh, for the president, uh, his route that they're going to take. Amen. They have a route. They have an alternate route. They know where all the hospitals are. They know where all the eating establishments uh, that the president may come and, and, and visit and talk to uh, potential voters. 
Come on, somebody. They know who the cooks are, who the regular cooks are. They know who the proprietors, the, the owners are. Come on, somebody. They have uh, secret service all in that area. They're the forerunner. They, there's dead airspace over the uh, president. You, you can't fly over his head just in case you're trying to drop a dirty bomb or, you know, some kind of, of um, chemical warfare. Amen. They are the forerunners. Secret Service are the forerunners uh, for the president. John the Baptist was the forerunner for Jesus. Among somebody. And he was preparing the hearts of men. My God. Somebody said, there's one coming after me whose shoelace I'm not even worthy to stoop down and loose. Come on, somebody. My God. Uh, but look what it says, how important we are. For I say unto you, among those that are born of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist, but he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Come on, somebody. And that's our message. Repent ye, for the kingdom of God is at hand. God is soon to come. Come on, somebody. John the Baptist was a great messenger, but we are greater. One of the things that I want to point out, John the Baptist was talking about Jesus that was going, going to come on the scene. I believe that we are the last day saints. My God, that's going to spread the word that the Lord is soon to come. The church dispensation, the church door is getting ready to close. Yes, John the Baptist prepared the hearts of men for the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But we are greater than he because we are the last day saints. Come on, somebody. My God that will be sharing the last message to this world. The Lord is soon to come. God's wrath is being poured out. Everything is in place. My God, God's word, it's coming to pass. It's being revealed to us right before our very eyes. It's playing out. My God, I believe it was Spurgeon that said every good preacher needs a Bible and a newspaper. My God, you can preach God's word. Amen. And you can read the newspaper and see it come into pass. I've said it for years now. I, I'm a news junkie. I, I watch MSN, NBC. I watch CNN. I even watch Fox News, uh, the the um, uh, international news. Amen. And uh, I, I see God's uh, prophecy. Amen. I, I see, my God, what's been written. He said, my word have gone out of my mouth. It will not return unto me void. It will accomplish what I have set it to do, set it out to do. God's word is being fulfilled right before our very eyes. My God. We are the last day messengers of Christ that's giving this last day message. The church door is closing. The Lord is soon 
to come. All right, Mark 1 and 1, uh, Gospel according to Mark. I got to try to get through this. I want to finish this up. Uh, Mark chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Helps us to know that and reiterate the, the importance that we have in the kingdom of God. It says the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the son of God, as it is written in the prophets, behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare the way before thee, my God. So what is God doing? He's using us to prepare the hearts. Amen. When somebody comes to church, it shouldn't be the first time that they heard Acts 2 and 38. Come on, somebody. They've heard about the baptism in uh, Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. The infilling of the Holy Spirit. They should have heard it uh, from you. My God. And when they respond to that altar appeal, amen, they've already heard some things and it's just being confirmed in the message that they hear on Sunday. Come on, somebody. Uh, we are the messengers. Amen. Uh, Paul was the only one that got this message from divine um, revelation. Amen. Uh, but we all heard it from somebody else. Somebody had to tell you, amen, about this man named Jesus. Amen. My God, uh, we are the stewards uh, we have been entrusted with the mystery of the kingdom of God. Amen. Paul said, if it is hid, it is hid to them that are lost. My God, what are we? We are the messengers. We carry, we're the stewards. We have been entrusted. And what an awesome responsibility. I, I wish somebody would understand and know just how important we are. And how urgent it is that we get this message out, that you tell somebody. Many of us, we've gone somewhere and we've had a great experience. I don't care if you found a, a sale or uh, you bought a product that turned out to be a good buy. Um, we have a hard time keeping it to ourselves. Oh, I went to so-and-so and I bought this and I bought that. I'm so pleased and I'm, you know, and sometimes somebody will see something on you. They, oh, where'd you get that from? Oh, I got this as so-and-so. And matter of fact, you know, it looks expensive, but it's not expensive at all. We share good news everywhere we go. Yet, we have a hard time opening up our mouth. And telling people about the goodness, come on somebody, oh, taste and see that the Lord, he is good and his mercy. Let me tell you about this man named Jesus, come on somebody, that looked beyond my fault. My God, he that knew no sin became sin for me, took me out of that tree that was wild by nature and grafted me into his tree. My God, and then justified me and said, if the root be holy, then so are the branches. And there I go. Come on, somebody grafted in my God into a tree with a holy root. 
My God, he saved a wretch like me. That's that's a, that's good news that we ought to share wherever we go. Come on, somebody. My God, we are the stewards. We hold the mystery. Amen. Second Corinthians 8, 23. Paul called us the messengers of Christ. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians 8 and 23. I'm grabbing Romans 10. I called this scripture, but I want to read it. Romans 10, 13 through 15. All right. All right. Second Corinthians 8 and 23 says, whether any do inquire of Titus, he is my partner and fellow helper concerning you. Amen. Or of the brethren be inquired of who are they? They are the messengers of the churches and the glory of Christ. Come on, somebody. The message that comes from the head and reaches to the members of the body of Christ. Amen. They are the messengers. Amen. The ones that go out and tell it. Everywhere they go, God-given, God-inspired, God-anointed ministry that comes from the head and flows down into the every member of the body, amen, and then disseminate it unto the world. Come on, somebody, the messengers of Christ, the glory of Christ. Come on, somebody. When just one soul is saved, one sinner repents. Come on, somebody. My God, heaven rejoices. I want to grab Romans 10, Romans 10, 13 through 15. This is the one that came to my mind. Romans 10, 13 through 15. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call upon him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they he be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. How appreciative we ought to be of God-given, God-inspired, God-anointed, uh, ministry. Come on, somebody. My God, the man of God, how can he preach except God give it to him? How can the people call on someone who they have not heard? My God, each and every one of us, we have an awesome responsibility. 
My God, and God is holding each and every one of us accountable. He that is not with me is against me. He that gathereth not with me, are you gathering with him? Or are you scattering abroad? All right, 2 Corinthians 6, verses 1 through 3, Paul says, don't let the saving of your soul be in vain because God has saved us. Now, listen, uh, God doesn't have spare saints. He don't have some saints that do and some saints that don't. We're all members of the same body all working together, praying together. Come on, somebody. All with our hands to the gospel plow without looking back. Amen. Uh, there's not no spare saints that's sitting around in the corner. When I get tired, you get up and work. No, that's not the way it, uh, that's not the way it go. We're all with our hand to the gospel plow. Second Corinthians 6, 1 through 3. We then, as workers together with him, I'm on somebody, we read that scripture, that one whose name is the branch that shall grow up out of his place. He shall serve as both king and priest. And them that are far off will build with him in the temple. You all remember where that scripture reference is found? All right, find it. Um, 2 Corinthians 6, 1 through 3. We then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. Don't let the saving of your soul be in vain. For he saith, I have heard thee in a time acceptable, and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation, giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. Now, I want you to take this scripture in conjunction with the one uh, in 2 Corinthians um, 1 and 4. He heard us when we cried out. What does he says? Who comforted us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. I was sinking deep in sin. I was far from the peaceful shore. But the master of the sea, what did he do? He heard my despairing cry. And from the water, he lifted me. Now safe am I. Paul said, I'm indebted. Come on, somebody. My God, I can't pay him back for what he's done for me. So it's payable to everybody I come in contact with. Amen. To the Greek to the barbarians, that's the civilized and the uncivilized, um, to the wise and the unwise, that's the educated and the uneducated. Everybody I come in contact with, since I can't pay him back, it's payable to you. My God, go back to where we were, 2 Corinthians 6, 
one through three. I'm taking this in conjunction with the scripture I just read. We then as workers together with him beseech you that you receive not the grace of God in vain. For he said, I'm, I'm going back to the scripture we just read. I heard thee in a time acceptable and in the day of salvation, I saved you. Come on, somebody. Now it's time for you to comfort someone else. How? By the same comfort wherewith you were comforted. Come on, somebody. In the day of salvation, I secured thee. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Look not at the fields and say there's four months until harvest. The field is ripe. It's ready for harvest right now. Look at verse three, giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. Come on, somebody. Remember who you are and whose you are. We don't run out in the world on somebody. Somebody ought to be able to look at you and tell there's a difference. Come on, somebody. My God. They ought to be able to look at you and see the way you act, the way you conduct yourself, the fact that you do not curse, you do not carouse, you don't hit on women. Ah, come on, somebody. My God. And say, you know what? Uh, what church you go to? Conduct yourself so the ministry be not blamed. And when you live that kind of life, God will open up a door of utterance. There's something different about you. Well, I'm saved. My God. I'm on my way to heaven. Come and go along with me to my father's house. Second Corinthians 7 verses 1 and 2. We should have a clean hands, clean slate. Do not destroy your ministry. Look at 2 Corinthians 7, verses 1 and 2. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us do what? Cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh of the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Receive us. We have wronged no man. We have corrupted no man. We have defrauded no man. We have clean hands. Come on, somebody. My God, somebody that can baptize you in the name of Jesus with clean hands. Come on, somebody. Not murderous hands or raping hands or abusive hands. Come on, somebody. My God, we have renounced uh, the things of dishonesty. Amen. We have this, therefore, these promises Cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit and let us perfect holiness in the fear of God. Don't let him come back and catch you with your work undone. Come on, somebody. What did you do with that talent? The one that had one said, I knew you was an austere man, reaping where you have not sown. My God, you're a hard man. You was requiring something of me. Hello, somebody. My God, I, I went and I dug in the earth and I hid it. 
God said, listen, you could have put it in the bank and given it back to me with usury. I, I could have gotten interest on the gift. Come on, somebody. But because you hit it, come on, somebody called him a wicked and slowful servant. Whatever gift God gives you is should come to bear in the kingdom of God, whether you're a, a praiser, you're a singer, you're a songstress, you may, uh, you're a prayer, you're an intercessor, you're in the ministry, evangelism. Come on, somebody. My God, it ought to come to bear. We are all the body of Christ. My God, the people united for one cause, and that is the cause of Christ. We're going to finish up with 2 Corinthians 4, 3 through 5. Amen. Let us remember what the enemy is doing. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God, look at that, that's a lowercase g, the God of this world have blinded the minds which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is what? The image of God should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servant for Jesus' sake. Come on, somebody. My God. We have to be true messengers of God. Amen. Uh, we don't hide and disguise what God has given to us, what we have freely received. Come on, somebody. We freely give to the rest of the world. And we understand and know that the God of this world, the lowercase um, God that does not have no power, he has blinded the minds Come on, somebody of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who was the image of God, should shine unto them. That's us. Come on, somebody. We are in God's image. Come on, somebody. When they see you, they ought to see him. I counsel of you to buy of me gold that's been tried in the fire. Come on, somebody, that thou mayest be rich. Come on, somebody. We don't preach ourselves, but we preach him. May God bless you. May God keep you is our prayer. If you're under the sound of my voice, you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. By the evidence of speaking in other tongues, call me. 734-477-6891. We have ministers on staff that will return your call, share with you what thus saith the Lord, meet with you and baptize you in the name of Jesus and a great big God that will fill you with his spirit. Amen. Call us 734-477-6891. Amen. Jesus is calling you. Don't you want to go? May God bless you. May God keep you is our.